Hi, welcome to the Get Strong and Healthy podcast. My name is Anna Clow. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to talk about food and more specifically your relationship with food. What we're talking about today is how your food issues are likely not food issues. What does that mean? Means that there's typically something deeper that is leading to you struggling with food, driving you to overconsume, consume things that you don't want to be consuming. These are things that I have struggled with extensively in the past and really feel as though I'm on the other side of that and have been for a good while. And I've learned a lot. I am not speaking to eating disorders. If you feel you have an eating disorder, a true eating disorder, I would recommend you go see some uh, professional to get help with that. This is for the person who just kind of struggles with food. We'll kind of get into the nitty gritty of what this can show up as and look like. And to preface this message, I've been through all of these. Um, my health and fitness journey has kind of taken me through kind of the ringer, <laughs> I like to say, with these different issues. And it really has taught me a lot and has made me a better coach, a more empathetic and understanding uh, coach for those that do struggle with their food behaviors. So today we're going to be talking all about the psychological piece of this equation. However, we cannot forget about the actual phys physical piece of what's happening when we are consuming ultra-processed foods, right? Those are engineered and designed to be over-consumed. They are designed in a lab to be the absolute best combination of sugar, fat, and salt to, to activate your you know, neurotransmitters at the highest level to drive you to over-consume. There's I haven't read this study myself, but I heard someone quote this study where they had a group of people consume ultra-processed, hyper-palatable foods and another group that did not. And the groups were told, into, told to you know, eat as much as they wished. And the group that consumed ultra-processed foods on average consumed 500 calories more per day than the group that didn't. And that just goes to show the power of what kinds of foods you are eating and the impact that that can have on your behavior. Sure, you can try and white knuckle it with making ton of ultra processed foods fits your fit your macros. But how's that going to play out for you in the long term? I've tried to do that many a times myself, uh, and I, I do find myself falling into that pattern of, you know, I'm tracking macros. I start to, f I start to slowly fill my day with a bit more things that, you know, I know don't really serve my body as well. They're a bit more ultra processed. 
and they drive me to want to eat more and then maybe I stop tracking macros and kind of my appetites weigh, you know, my appetite, my cravings, um, I'm just consuming more than I would be if I were choosing whole foods, okay? What do I mean by whole foods? Think about you want to kind of eat more things that are from the earth, that are not processed as much they're not engineered in a lab they are as close to you know the natural thing that grows out of the ground or on a tree or whatever as you can get it and so we're not here to talk about you know balance with food and all all of this kind of tactical stuff with nutrition that is very important we're here to talk about the psychological psychological piece so the first thing I see playing into someone's issues with food is a deep-rooted insecurity or issues with their body. And this is where I started in my kind of borderline binge eating um, season was feeling very like I wanted to I didn't like my body and that is that manifested in then food behaviors that were ultra restrictive which then led to like binge eating tendencies and that led me to gain weight had even worse uh, body image issues and it's just a cycle that kind of perpetuates you feel like crap you feel like crap about yourself and then you try and restrict your food and then that can't last very long and you rubber band the other way and you eat everything in sight does that sound familiar to you because this is something that can be very common especially with this can be with anyone but this does especially show up in women and I tend to see this a lot in the like college age uh, you know high school demographic of women and it is very sad when you know girls try to like this can this is very very close to leading down eating disorder territory right and so you have to address this deep-rooted issue and, you know, insecurity, whatever, with your body. And that is really the only thing that's going to help you heal and maybe come to terms with eating a bit more food. Maybe you are a little bit floofier for a bit of time. Maybe that's what you need. That's what your body needs after so much restriction to then let your body level itself out it, it the stuff takes time so the next kind of psychological thing that that can lead to issues with food is when you feel out of control in your life sometimes people or i've feel like i've done this before myself can turn to food as their sense of control So addressing that piece of why do you feel out of control 
and how can you let go or you know pivot in a way to help you feel better there and stop using food as this coping mechanism to you know control something okay next thing is food can become an unhealthy coping mechanism to stress or emotions this is very very common and it can become a problem when it becomes very excessive sure here and there we will eat something because we're stressed out or you know we're happy so we'll have cake or you know things like that is it can be a common thing but it becomes an issue when it is when it becomes unhealthy right when it comes past a certain point so noticing when you are choosing to overconsume or choosing to eat something that is not in alignment with what you want to be eating noticing when that's in response to an emotion or stress and pausing to ask yourself what you really need in that moment is food really going to make you feel better maybe for a couple seconds but you have to address the root you have to address the feelings of loneliness or boredom right and how can you become okay with sitting with those emotions and not immediately shoving something down your throat to try and self-soothe how can you self-soothe in a helpful way how can you self-soothe with something that's going to actually be helpful right could you go outside for a walk could you journal out your thoughts Could you talk to a friend or a family member or a therapist, right? And how can you address those and stop the cycle of emotional and stress eating? Lastly is a lack of a fulfilling life or deep health, which will lead to maybe over consuming or using food to fill a void this one this one is well they're all pretty heavy but this one is heavy right looking at when you have an aspect of your deep health if you don't know what deep health is i recommend you look it up but it's kind of the all-encompassing health spectrum of from anywhere from your career to your finances to your relationships to your purpose in life these are all things that play into deep health and when that is not in a good spot sometimes that can lead to using food like to fill that void right or to it's basically it's coping with these emotions that are very heavy right so the last two are pretty pretty similarly tied so i hope this message really resonated with you or kind of make made sense helped you kind of understand maybe where your issues with food could be stemming from 
And again, I recommend if you are assuming that you could have an eating disorder, anything like that, getting professional help. These are all things that I have that have come up for me in my journey. They've never gotten to a point where I needed professional help. These have been things that I've been able to work through on my own by doing the internal work. And actually, I shouldn't say on my own. I have had nutrition coaches, fitness coaches. With those coaches, I've been able to work through things like emotional eating and not not to a point where my coach is stepping outside of their scope of practice, but they're really helping facilitate a space where I can be reflective and kind of understand my behaviors and where they might be coming from. Just a thought or something to leave you with is at the start we talked about hyperpalatable ultra-processed foods and the impact that can have on your consumption. The one other thing I wanted to mention when it comes to like the the tangible tactical piece of food consumption and, and how it can drive your behavior is your carbohydrate timing and choices of your carbohydrate sources. When we have something that's a bit too much of a simple carbohydrate and maybe it's early in the morning and you are someone who cannot handle as many carbohydrates as maybe a high-level athlete could or needs, that will very likely lead to a host of, you know, blood sugar, roller coaster type feelings throughout the day where you're having dips in energy, your cravings are spiking way up, therefore driving you to overconsume, right? Leading to insulin issues, having too much insulin in your body, then leading to issues with appetite, your appetite hormones being thrown off, all of these things. So the the physical piece is a is definitely a big piece here when it comes to food behaviors. Today we're mostly talking on the psychological piece, but it's really something to not overlook is what you are choosing to consume and how that is affecting your appetite, your energy, your health status. So, I would love to hear from you if this episode kind of impacted you. This has been years of my experience and my learning kind of coming together in being able to make these concepts cohesive and hopefully digestible. So I hope that this helped. But Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you have a good rest of your day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.